Hi, this is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. The night when love was born. It really was a glorious night, a night that changed the course of history. It was a night of miracles when God sent His only Son to be our Savior. It was the night when love was born. We've been approaching Christmas here at the gathering with childlike faith. We've been looking at Christmas like children might look at Christmas. and The whole month of December we've been isolating different characteristics of God. We're, going to do, we're doing that in response to a statement that Jesus made in Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, where he said, I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God, like a child, will never enter it. And so we're looking at Christmas, like a child looks at Christmas, to see what more we can discover about God. And on this Christmas Eve, we thought it would be most appropriate to look at the love of God and discover more about God's love, if we can. You know, one of the most, one of the first Bible verses that many of the children in our church ever memorize is a verse in John chapter 3, verse 16, and it's a verse about love. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. But what is love? That's, that's a relevant question. What is love? A group of psychologists one time were working with a, a group of young children and they asked them to try and describe or define what love is. And here's what, here's what some of them said. Rebecca, who's age eight, said, When my grandmother got arthritis, she couldn't bend over and paint her to- toenails no more. So my grandfather does it for all the time. That's love. Danny, who's age seven, said, Love is when my mummy makes coffee for my daddy and she takes a sip before giving it to him to make sure it tastes okay. Emily, age eight, said, Love is when you kiss all the time. And then when you get tired of kissing, you still want to be together and you talk. My mummy and daddy are like that. They look gross when they kiss. Jessica, who's eight, said, You really shouldn't say I love you unless you mean it, but if you mean it, you should say it a lot. And Bobby, who's just seven, said, Love is what's in the room with you at Christmas if you stop opening presents and listen. That's pretty profound for seven years of age, don't you think? Love is what's in the room with you at Christmas if you stop opening presents and listen. Well, when we listen to the Bible, the message is crystal clear. God is love. He loves us. He loves you. God is the the definition, the description, the depiction of love. God so loved the world that He gave His Son to be our Savior. And this is the story of love. Pastor Phil read part of that story of love to the children Uh, this evening, and I want to read the rest of it from Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 8. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. 
Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And it was just as the angel had told them. Folks, this entire story is a story of love. It, it's, it's a story of love. And a child might read a, a verse like John 3.16 and, and personalize it, make it very personal. And with simple faith, simply say, God loves me. God loves me. That He gave His only Son for me. He, he loved me enough to give His Son for me. And with childlike faith, tonight we also say the same thing. God, my God loves me. Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. So God the Father gave His Son in a divine demonstration of pure love that was sacrificial to the core so that we could know and experience His love. I read last week that uh, a story about this pop star Selena Gomez. You might have heard of her. She was shockingly quiet this past summer in spite of the fact that she had several hit songs on the radio. There were no tours, no television interviews, no radio interviews. And then in the fall, we found out why. Gomez uh, had a kidney transplant. And so she was in the hospital for a bit and recovering. She later shared on social media that one of her very best friends donated a kidney so that she could have this life-saving procedure. I thought as, as loving and as kind as that action was, it, it still doesn't measure up to the love that Jesus demonstrated for us while we were still sinners, while we were still separated from God by a megaton of sin and pollution, Jesus gave His life for us. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 that very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God, God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. A gal by the name of Hannah Peterson was involved in a serious car accident just a month before her wedding. She broke her pelvis in three places, punctured a kidney, broke several ribs, suffered a concussion, and partial hearing loss during this collision that happened in July of 2016. She was confined to a wheelchair for the time being, but Hannah was determined not to let this accident spoil her big day. 
And so, when it came time for her to walk down the aisle, her father wheeled her partway down the aisle in the wheelchair, and then her, her fiancé, soon to be, very soon to be husband, steward, walked from the front of the church and partway down picked her up and carried her up to the front of the church. Well, because God loves us, He carries us the rest of the way. Where, where He meets us, He carries us the rest of the way. When He meets us and we express our faith and trust in Him, then He carries us the rest of the way. Because God loves us, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Because God loves us, He points out our sin and calls us to repent. Because God loves us, He pours out His grace and mercy so that we can find repentance and faith to believe. And the Bible says, whoever repents of their sin, turns back to God and believes in Jesus, will not perish but have eternal life. But you know, in spite of all that good news, we recognize that Christmas can be a very tough time of the year for a lot of people. We talked this morning in our service very openly. We talked about the 20, nearly 20 families in our church that have suffered a, a personal loss of some kind in, uh, in the past year. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough time for a lot of people. Christmas is hard for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. But, but many times, you know, the, the, reasons, the reasons are all about broken relationships. Many times, not always, but many times. The hardships, the difficulty that we have with Christmas is a result of broken relationship or two or three or five brothers and sisters, friends and neighbors, parents and their grown children who just can't get along or won't get along. Broken relationships, that's what makes Christmas hard for a lot of people. It's been a while since we talked. That's the way it is with your kids though, right? They'll never talk as much as you'd like. Used to. They'd hang on every word, every story, every joke, every little song. We had some times. Some amazing times. Well, then they got a little older. A little wiser is how one of them put it. And he said he knew he didn't know everything, but uh, he knew enough to know that my ways, my values, my philosophies on life were a little too... Well, basically they wanted their freedom. They're my kids. I gave them what they wanted. By little, I watched them change. Push back against things I taught them, lose heart. You know, they tried so, so hard to steer clear of me. I wanted nothing more than to have things right between us. So I kept doing things. Sent letters, called, left voicemail. I even sent messages through friends. Nothing. No response. Now, whether it was that they thought the distance between us was too great or they were ashamed. You know, it really doesn't matter.
little, I used to tell him over and over again, I love you, no matter what. Got to be a, a thing between us. I would say, I love you, and they'd finish it, no matter what. <laughs> they heard it so often that sometimes they just roll their eyes when I said it. But I, I wanted to make it so, so clear to them that there was nothing they could do to make me stop loving them. And that thing I said, it's never stopped being true. So I'm packing up and I'm going to them. Not bringing any presents. Just a gift of making things right. There's nothing that'll separate me from my kids. Not the past, not the future. Nothing. Nothing. I'm forgetting about all the stuff in the past. And the relationship we used to have? Well, we're gonna have a new relationship. After this trip, things will never be the same with us. That's a good thing. New beginnings, that's what I'm all about. That's my plan for this Christmas. A new beginning with my kids. How many of us would like to have a chance at a new beginning this Christmas? It, it's possible. This dad let nothing stand in the way of reconciliation. So maybe, just maybe God wants you to take the first step this Christmas. Perhaps you need to take the first step to reconcile with somebody in, in your family or your neighborhood or maybe even your church. God may have plans for a new beginning for you too. I'm not sure about any of that, but this I know. God our Father went out of His way to reconcile us to Himself. That I know. In fact, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 <clears throat> that if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to Himself. That's God's plan for a new beginning. In Christ, as new creations to the glory of God. The old is gone, the new has come. You know, in an isolated corner of the state of Kansas, there used to be a, a former nuclear missile site. And it's, it was purchased, that site was purchased from the United States government, and it was converted into a living space. This old nuclear missile site got converted into a living space, and now they're putting it up for rent on Airbnb. So if, you, if that's on your bucket list, you've always wanted to sleep in a nuclear missile site, you can do that now in northern Kansas. The owner classified the renovated space as an underground mansion. <laughs> with multiple apartments including full kitchens and bathrooms and fireplaces and saunas. So there you go. Put that on your list for next Christmas. Wish list. <laughs> but
But when we realize just how much God loves us and when we open our lives to Jesus, He doesn't just renovate it. He doesn't just renovate the space. He gives you a brand new life. The old is gone, the new has come. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a brand new creation. And the old is gone. Thank God. The old has passed away. The old is done. Behold, the new has come. My God loves you and He proves it every single day by loving us to the core. Praise God. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to gather together tonight and say thank you for Jesus and thank you for loving us with such a great big love. Thank you for helping us to approach Christmas this year with childlike faith. We give thanks to you for all the good things that you have done for us, Lord Jesus. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for the celebration of Christmas and for the wonderful time we'll have together tonight with family and friends and tomorrow also. We give thanks to you in Jesus' name. Amen.